What's up, Simple Eaters, and welcome back to SimpleEats.com podcast. I'm Chef T, and I want to make sure you guys are following me on my social platform. Insta, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, MyFitnessPal, RunKeeper, Pinterest, at OfficialChefT. Head over to my YouTube channel and check out Simple Eats TV. When you get a chance, head over to my website, that's simpleeats.com. Sign up on my newsletter. On the home page of my website, you'll be able to have access to my podcast. So check it out, subscribe, and be a part of the Simple Eats community. All right, Simple Eaters, I came across this article. Uh, it's called High Hopes Farmers Add Hemp to Their Grain Cropping Programs. Uh, it was updated earlier today. And I found this through CB1 Capital Twitter account feed. And it's a video. It's a video. It's uh, I think it's about a 60-minute video that I'm going to play for you guys. And I hope the information is helpful it's uh, following the legislation of hemp seed as food last year. Australian farmers are now adding hemp to their grain cropping program. But key players in the emerging industry say a golden opportunity is being missed in this market. So let's check this out and learn something. In November last year, eating hemp seed as a food became legal in Australia. It was 15 years after the nation's Food Standards Authority first recommended that Australians be allowed to eat the nutrient-rich oil seeds. Now, as farmers begin adding hemp to their grain cropping programs, there are calls for the government to relax laws on medical cannabis, so producers can also supply that market with hemp-based nutraceuticals. Here's Sean Murphy. Even the normally bountiful upper reaches of the Clarence River catchment in New South Wales have been in drought this year. But there's a new crop here that's holding its own on minimal moisture. In fact, hemp is outperforming traditionally grown crops such as oats and soybeans. This has had minimal rainfall, of course, and we wouldn't have had 12 mil. So it's a pretty good result considering it had a crop of soy prior to that, and that crop would have exhausted a lot of that moisture anyway. So it's done reasonably well. So Since last November, hemp seed food has been legal in Australia, and farmers such as Stuart Larson are learning how to grow the oil-rich seed crop. Uh, it's a bit over eight weeks. And there's already a pretty good seed set on some of it. Are you happy with how it's gone? Well, it's got technically another 30 days to go. So, yes, the males have come up. But it doesn't look too bad. Stuart Larson is Australia's biggest organic soybean producer with 40 years' experience in the cropping game. He's been growing trial crops of hemp for a few years, but this year is his first of full-scale broadacre production. I think if we renamed it, it'd be a good idea and called it another crop. People have different connotations about what it is, but, but our views on it is it's a, another crop you can grow um, and 
basically fit into, the, into a short rotation and the rewards are simple. It's not a hard plant to grow, even though we've got some learning to do in varieties and planting times. But I think that it's, as far as harvesting, um, planting, they're all things that you adapt as you go along, get better and better at. So we actually don't want the stem. So I'm just trimming off all the tips and leaves. Hemp is still a controlled crop and growers such as Andrew Cavasillis are subject to regular and random checks from state authorities. They're doing samples at various areas in the crop um, and they're looking for cannabinoid content. So they're looking, making sure that we are below the, um, the maximum allowable limits of, of cannabinoid THC Delta 9 specifically in our hemp crop. Maintaining low levels of psychoactive cannabinoids is just part of the process. Andrew Cavasillis has been growing hemp under permit in northern New South Wales since 1999. He's now the technical director of a hemp startup listed on the stock exchange. It's aiming to process about 1,500 tonnes of seed by March next year to produce food and oil products. I think people are picking it up. There was a a galaxy poll which found that only 6% of Australians were even aware of the nutritional benefits of hemp. That's a pretty good place to start with because we have got a really good product and, and it just indicates to us that our, our, our market, our target market is quite big. Even before the law was passed to make hemp food legal, Australia's biggest importer was already in the market. Hemp Foods Australia exploited a loophole in the law, selling its seed products as skincare. Now the company is owned by a global hemp business and is operating its de-hulling plant at Bangalore in northern New South Wales 24 hours a day, seven days a week to keep up with demand. This is the range of products starting with hemp seed oil, which is the high essential fatty acid product. Hemp seeds, which is the raw seeds with essential fatty acids and protein. Then we have the protein powder, which is the protein-focused product, and the hemp flour here, which is good for baking. CEO Paul Bannum says the company is developing a new range of value-added products. We're creating finished, fast-moving consumer good products, so FMCG kind of products, which is how I first got involved with the industry over in the UK 23 years ago, actually, now. So I was creating pastas, oils, snack bars, non-dairy ice creams, milks, and all these kind of products. We can now do that in Australia. Nimbin in northern New South Wales is Australia's counterculture capital and is well known for its annual Mardi Gras festival promoting cannabis use. The town was at the centre of efforts to convince Australian politicians to accept recommendations from the nation's Food Safety Authority to legalise hemp seed food. The word's out now that it's OK, it's legal. People thought it was good before, but we've waited years for this. This, this replaces fish oil, I reckon, and better for the ocean, better for the environment, and a better product, probably, from what I read. Hemp seed is just superfood. Crush all Michael Balderstone is the president of Nimbin's Hemp Embassy. It's been promoting the benefits of hemp and fighting for law reform for decades. Despite hemp seed food now being legal, Michael Balderstone reckons politics is still stopping Australian farmers from realising the full potential of a hemp industry. 
Yeah, I think, you know, well, the embassy, we, we kind of represent the whole plant. So the cloth, the clothing, the, the hemp seed oil, the, the medicine, and it's a huge change. The last few years now, I reckon, it's the word's out, you know, particularly after the big changes in America. We are just totally lagging behind in Australia. You know, it's become political, you know, cannabis, not medical cannabis. It's just... Uh, it's, it's kind of shameful, I reckon, that we're so far behind and the, the propaganda's still got a stranglehold on the politicians. Last January, Health Minister Greg Hunt gave the green light for medical cannabis in Australia. Our goal is very clear, to give Australian farmers and manufacturers the best shot at being the world's number one exporter of medicinal cannabis. Since then, the government's Office of Drug Control has granted 19 licences for medical cannabis cultivation and another 13 for cannabis narcotic manufacture. It's also authorised research projects such as a groundbreaking University of Western Australia trial on treating insomnia with cannabis. Despite the headlines and the hype, the reality of medical marijuana in Australia today is that it's still a fair way off. The all-powerful American Federal Drug Agency has only just approved the first prescription medicine derived from marijuana for serious forms of epilepsy. For Australians convinced of the benefits or desperate to try the drug, the only real option is the black market. Fewer than a 1,000 Australians have had access to imported cannabis medicine through their doctors, and none of these products have been clinically proven. By some estimates, more than 100,000 Australians are buying medical cannabis products illegally, and many find their way to Nimbin looking to score. What sorts of people are coming here looking for medical marijuana? Sick children. Lots, lots of people who've got problem children and old people, old people that opiates don't agree with, old people dying, old people in shocking chronic pain, Parkinson's, autism spectrum, all, all sorts of people, because it's all on the web now. You just punch in cannabis and your ailment and there's 10 million things to read. It's all coming out of America and Canada and Europe now. We're just way behind in Australia, way behind, embarrassingly. But some of the biggest players in the emerging hemp business believe the government has missed a golden opportunity to create a nutraceutical industry based on whole-of-plant cannabis extracts. Low-THC hemp could be exploited for its non-psychoactive cannabidiols, or CBDs, to treat a wide range of medical conditions. So what we sell in the US as hemp-derived CBD dietary supplements, which can be sold over the counter, it's sold in health food stores, it's completely safe for, for many people to consume. In Australia, that is considered a highly dangerous prescription medicine only. So we can't actually sell the products we sell everywhere else in the world for people in Australia today without having a license from the Office of Drug Control. And when we talk about 5,000 years of historical evidence of cannabis being used for medicine was always high THC in various dosages, whereas it's quite clear that industrial hemp cannabinoids weren't 
really considered as a medicine, but now we have science showing us what we have in these plants. I think that's kind of a game changer as well, and we should be looking seriously at exploiting and, and, and utilising those cannabinoids. So this is a food-grade seed crop. It can only be used for that in Australia, but in the States, you could get a nutraceutical out of it. Yeah, you're right. In Australia, we can't use the other benefits this crop has. Um, it's a, What you look for in the US is a whole plant extract, uh, which is a bit like echinacea or any other sort of nutraceutical type uh, plant-based um, well-being product. But in Australia, you're not allowed to harvest this unless you've got it sort of behind a, a, a 12-foot fence and barbed wire and dogs and swipe cards and all that sort of stuff. Phil Warner is a 22-year industry veteran who was the nation's biggest hemp producer. He left Australia for the United States in 2014 because he believed politics was thwarting the development of the industry here. So this is a pretty healthy-looking crop. This is a great crop. Um, this is a variety that hasn't fully been developed yet, so you're getting... It's, it's not really ready for commercialisation. Phil Warner has now retired from his company and returned to Australia. He wants to establish a hemp research foundation, but he reckons the industry is being hampered by bad government policy. Australia has a wonderful opportunity here. We have, from latitude 16 down to 42, we can grow crops on a continual basis throughout the year, harvesting in the south, moving all the way to the north throughout an eight-month period, we can produce better product than anybody else can. But if it has to be behind a 12-foot barbed wire fence with security guards, lights and swipe guards to get in and out, it's not going to happen. He says if farmers growing hemp for seed or fibre could also produce CBDs, they could add another $1,000 to every hectare under cultivation and be profitable. At the moment, they're struggling to compete against cheap imports from China and Canada. Health Minister Greg Hunt's office would not take questions, but his department says Australia is bound by international drug laws controlling cannabis, which prohibit hemp extracts from being used for non-medical purposes. Andrew Cavasillis says American states have been able to defy the UN Convention on Drugs through state-based citizen-initiated referenda. Canada was also acting against the convention, and what happens there could be a game-changer for Australia. Canada has a government now that has willingly introduced some measures around legalising recreational use of cannabis and regulating it. This is going against the UN drug conventions, and if nothing happens there, if there are no sanctions, if Australia's not going to... Um, boost any sanctions against Canada for doing that or if any other country isn't. There's no reason why Australia shouldn't be looking at a, a meaningful medical cannabis regime. For now, the biggest issue for Australia's emerging hemp industry is finding enough Australian-grown seed. Hemp Foods Australia has contract growers in Tasmania, Victoria, New South Wales and Queensland but it still relies almost entirely on imported seed. There is very little growing seed in Australia still, and Australia's very strict quarantine rules makes that a quite a challenge for us. So what we're doing with our crops that we're growing in Australia this year is reusing those seeds for growing seeds. So that's what we're doing this year itself. So it's really more to the end of next year where we expect really moving into fully Australian grown. There are hundreds of new players in the hemp food market. 
Hamilton in Victoria, the established flaxseed producer Waltana is refining hemp oil products for more than 380 customers, but it expects demand to explode next year. The hemp seed market is uh, quite an exciting market. It's in huge demand and uh, at the moment it's uh, a really sought after commodity because there's no Australian grown hemp seed here uh, currently uh, available for market, very limited and waiting on the, uh, the next crop to evolve. It's very exciting that um, as far as forward orders go uh, and processing, we're just about booked out for 2019 uh, moving forward as far as all the blends are concerned. Yeah, I'd imagine that's where we're going to end up with um, as we evolve in the hemp industry, just finding varieties that are better suited to, um, to you know, Australian conditions. A potential boom in demand for Australian-grown hemp will bring new opportunities for farmers. James Hood has been recruiting experienced croppers in Victoria and New South Wales for his Geelong-based hemp food company. This year, he hopes to grow 3,500 hectares. It's definitely the professional outfits that we gravitate towards. Uh, they've, they've got the knowledge of the land that they're working in, um, they've got the equipment to service it. So in, in terms of benefits to the soil, it's, it's pretty good? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's one of the main things we're looking at. Last summer, George Commons added hemp to his cotton and wheat rotation at Darlington Point in southern New South Wales. We're looking for an alternate summer crop, um, short season, uh, something to maximise water. Uh, when the price is right. He grew two trial crops, but only one survived a week of 40 degree plus temperatures. He reckons finding the right varieties will be crucial if more farmers are to add hemp to their cropping programs. At this stage, um, I'm definitely going to sort of go ahead next year. It won't be a, I'm not going to replace all my cotton area to, to hemp, but um, we're going to gradually try and implement a rotation that um, yeah, it does, does both. With no real history of hemp production in Australia, the challenge for farmers is to find the best varieties and agronomy to develop an industry with guaranteed global markets and potential for a wide range of new products. That was it. Simple Eaters, you heard it. That was High Hopes. The title is Call Farmers Add Hemp to Their Grain Cropping Programs. It's pretty cool to hear that Australia is uh, trying to pick up uh, on this uh, hemp, uh, on the hemp industry and start growing products, uh, not products, but crop out there to make products, which is really cool. Um, but it seems like they are a little behind according to some of their people they interviewed which is a bit sad but you know i'm glad that they are trying to uh do stuff now and hopefully in the next upcoming years they can they're able to expand and grow and you know be able to get into the whole re research aspect of it like the u.s and canada has been i mean canada has been in the game for quite some time u.s is sort of like you know, obviously catching up and doing a lot of research over here. And we're finding out a lot of great benefits, health benefits, a lot of great health, health benefits for humans and pets. Um, but on like the investing side, like Todd Harrison had said, 
it may be interesting to invest into a company that's in Australia. That's a public company. Um, I haven't really checked it out, but just thinking if they are a little behind, not even a little, but a little ways behind, might be a great long-term investment for your money. Um, so that's something to look into. I'm going to uh, check that out, research that for myself. But um, yeah, I hope this information was helpful for you guys. And yeah, that's all for today, Simple Eaters. You guys be well, live healthy, and always, always remember, eat with a purpose. Eat with a purpose. Peace out. I'm Chef T. What's up, Simple Eaters, and welcome back to SimpleEats.com podcast. I'm Chef T, and I want to make sure you guys are following me on my social platform. Insta, Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, MyFitnessPal, RunKeeper, Pinterest, at OfficialChefT. Head over to my YouTube channel and check out Simple Eats TV. When you get a chance, head over to my website. That's simpleeats.com. Sign up on my newsletter. On the home page of my website, you'll be able to have access to my podcast. So check it out, subscribe, and be a part of the Simple Eats community. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for all the love and support. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to make this show possible, tap the link in this episode description or visit anchor.fm forward slash simple eats to become a monthly supporter. All donations is going to go towards the podcast and the website simpleeats.com to help create an environment for you guys, a platform to support you guys to become skillful eaters. I'll be able to travel and interview some amazing people in the world, in the cannabis industry, the fitness industry, as well as the food industry, helping to motivate you guys, inspire you guys to become a skillful eater, to live a healthy lifestyle, to eat with a purpose. That's what I'm about. That is what I'm about. And I want to make this happen for you guys. And with every support that you guys are able to donate towards this podcast, we together can help this world become a healthier place to live. Thank you, Simple Leaders, for all the love, support. Love you guys. I'm Chef T. Peace out. Oh, thank you.